are here with boy oh boy conversations with Gray and JC. Grayson. JC. Grayson, I have to be the first to tell you. Nice haircut. Huh? Nice haircut. We talked about you getting a haircut. Oh yeah, I didn't do that. Oh, why not? Yeah. Well, because I, I checked with the one place that's near the lake that we talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had no appointments in time. And just to be clear, you didn't say near the lake. You said near the lake. Yeah. The ice cream stand we visit often. Well, of course. Yeah, because there's a, uh, a barber right next door. Of course, of course. I also checked the barber I was going to that was at the Fade Box. She also had no appointments in time. And being in a city as small as Austin, Texas, those are... The only two options. The two hairstylists in town, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, that's so sad, Grace, and that's so sad. Well, we talked about it a few days ago off the podcast that you were going to get a haircut in preparation for uh, an exciting date that I heard you went on earlier today. I hope we can get to that at some point in this episode. But before we get any further, uh, let's just take some time to maybe decompress after last week's episode, after 300. It was a good episode. It, it was a necessary episode, you know? Important. Important. Absolutely. I think it really was kind of the culmination of of everything we've been doing here, you know? Absolutely. The haters did come after us on Twitter, you know, mm-hmm. trying to drag us down. Unsuccessfully. Very unsuccessfully. This podcast is at an all-time high and resilient. In we we are we resilient yeah. or I mean, I, I feel like they didn't, they didn't even leave a scratch. You know, there wasn't much to even use our resilience on in terms of the haters, you know? I guess so. Yeah. Like, would you describe yourself as resilient for, you know, surviving after a baby kicks you? Yeah. I mean, really? It could be okay. a tough baby. It could you be. You ever seen those little babies where they have the genetic disorder where they just keep growing muscles Ooh, nonstop? I have It could be like one that. of those babies. And it could have been wielding a knife. Could have been. So on its foot because of, you said kick. That's true. That's very true. Could have been taped to its ankle. Yeah. You know? Um, well, Hans is no baby with an ankle taped not an ankle taped. A knife taped to its ankle. Um an ankle taped to its foot though would be crazy. You know, just dismembered babies all over the place. What? I don't really know, Grayson. Point is episode three hundred is over now and it feels like there's just a lot of open road in front of us truly you know a lot of a lot of directions we can take and i'm, I'm excited to see in what directions we go H- how do you feel after coming down from episode 300 i thought it was a good episode i thought it was fun to do uh-huh. i hope we do something similar in the future yeah i think it's enjoyable uh-huh well, probably not exactly the same like true pri- crime podcast format but yeah. something that's kind of like fun and goofy and themed and i don't even know if i could call what we did true crime it was no. a lot of <laughs> accusations we, we a lot of false crime false excuse you i mean honestly part of what i'm I, of course last week was a was a very fun episode really great episode i'm a little disappointed um in the lack of attraction that we stirred up within the the pop culture community you know, mm-hmm. or just the world at large. I feel like the we were looking to really knock Dwayne down a few pegs, and we didn't succeed in that goal. So maybe we hit like half a peg. Maybe we'll have to keep at it, though. You know, maybe I not agree. true crime format, but we have to keep slandering Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> I think. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. I'm glad we are on the same page. So we also that wasn't the last time we saw each other, though. Episode 300. No, no. 
I came over like Saturday or Sunday night, mm-hmm. something like that, to get a haircut from you, Grayson. Mm-hmm. My hair had gotten so long. It was like down past my, my shoulders, like near my chest. This and is true. It was simply unbearable. It was simply unbearable. So I came to Greta Gray, um, the, the, the third hairdresser in Austin. <laughs> um, fortunately for me, uh, I have I have you as an option. You can't cut your own hair. It's no, a sad thing. No, you know? I can't get the back. I don't it's think I could. Devastating. I don't think I could. Do Why it. aren't you hair cutting full time? Being one of the three licensed to do so in the city. Well, that licensed part. Oh, I got a different license. Shit. Yeah. Damn it. That's so unfortunate. I'm sorry. Um, which I appreciate the haircut. I think it came out so well. In the moment, I was worried. At first, I looked like Lord Farquaad, and then. I started worrying. I was looking like Dora the Explorer, but then we fixed that up. We we trimmed some of the corners of my hair because I could only call them corners at that point. Right. And I feel like we've curbed that issue, but we've run into a new one, Grayson. <laughs> I saw it on your list, and I'm excited for this topic. Yeah, and that's I was I was on a hike with Brandy a few days ago, and midway through the hike, just I blurted it out. I don't know where it came from, but it just felt appropriate to say at the time that. I accused her of thinking I looked like a lesbian because of my new haircut. Okay? So she didn't say it. You accused her of thinking it. Yes, I did. Okay, yeah. I did, I did, I did. And she denied those accusations. Right. We all know they're true. Okay? Right, yeah. I just got the energy from her. When I locked eyes with her the first time after getting this haircut, I knew she thought I was a lesbian. I knew it. And so uh, that happens. And then later that night, we're with her brother. Uh, at a drag show mm-hmm. and at one point brandy like leaned in to kiss me and her brother was like ew like you can't do that here because like it's it's like you know primarily gay people at the drag show mm-hmm. and he was like making a joke um that's then, a good joke and then she was like stop and he was like i'm just kidding he looks like a lesbian anyways <laughs> 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 um which again uh really Hard-hitting joke. Yeah. No, not even a joke. I feel like just this is, you know, evidence for my theory from earlier. It's not just Brandy who thinks it. The world at large thinks I'm a lesbian now. That's tragic. Or at least has the hair of a lesbian. Truly tragic. And I can't help but feel this was deliberate on your part as the hairdresser. JC, I won't deny that I might have had some intent behind it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like... You know, my overarching goal was not to make you appear like a lesbian. That was more like the subplot. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that comforts you. What was the main plot? Um, not Farquad. Okay. Because you remember when we were looking at the photos, I pointed out the curve to you. And yeah. you're like, I don't even know if I want that curve. So I cut it without the curve. And you're like, that curve's necessary. Well, and that's how we fixed we it. We both agree it was necessary. Oh, for right? sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good, good, good. Um, so I get that. And also, like, at the end of the day, it's kind of a kind thing that you did, too, because, like, maybe you weren't intending, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but this is me, like, speculating before I'm able to talk with you in this moment. I was uh-huh. thinking maybe he didn't want me to look necessarily like a lesbian, but he just wanted me to have the appearance of someone who likes chicks, you know? And that is accomplished Well, I just, in giving I've, me a lesbian haircut. I've been so happy about your newfound interest in drag shows. I wanted you to fit in. Thank you so much. Thank you. So, do you think it's primarily lesbians attending drag shows? That's the gist I get. Okay. I, I hate to tell you it's primarily furries. Oh. And maybe there are lesbians under those masks, but they have some masculine builds. But so do some lesbians. So well, who am I to speculate? 
and also not the not the kind of furries that wear a fursuit and like a big old mask. The type know? with like the little tails. In and in, in like leather masks that are like kind of Ooh. tight on the fa- like kinky okay. furries. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like sex furries. Like pet play. Yeah. That's gross. There were a, like a, furries are gross. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think that might be a step beyond furries. Because I had gone to one other show at that same venue, right? The first drag show that her brother was actually like in, like uh, competing or just performing. Mm-hmm. Not a furry in sight, but for whatever reason, they come out on a fucking was it like a Sunday night? <laughs> I forget when it was, but oh my goodness, Grayson, there were a many, many, many furry. I don't know if it qualifies as furry if it's like that kink stuff. Yeah, there's no the fur. Leather, yeah, there's no fur. Uh, but I feel like this is probably just their uh, nightlife gear. And in their day-to-day, they probably are in fursuit. You think? I would imagine. So, like, they're Batman. In the day, they're a regular furry. They're Bruce Wayne. At night, they don all black and go on the prowl. I mean, I guess that's a way of phrasing it. Uh, that makes it sound so much more secretive, though. I just think it's, it's more a matter of comfort than anything else, you know? Mm. Like, you know, it'd be so irresponsible of them to go out on the hunt, the prowl, as <laughs> it were, <laughs> with such a bulky fursuit on, you know? There and those things no are expensive. With, you know, you might get something on it. That's People also true. It's drinks? irresponsible in that sense. But also, too, like, you're, you're hiding your natural beauty, in features, you know, and there's beauty, of course, in a fursuit, right? But, you know, when you're on the prowl and others are on the prowl, we want to see what's under that fursuit. Right. And that's what the kinky furry masks allows. Allow, rather. You know, I've never uh, considered how a mask allows you to see more of a person. Well, it's a, it's less of a mask. You know, we went from a giant mask to a, to a not as big mask with no, eye holes. I suppose, holes. but if the uh, idea is to show as much of yourself as possible, maybe forego the, the kink equipment. But then they won't know they're a furry. You can just slip on a little tail. <sighs> I guess Some so. cat ears. You get the point across. Cat ears? No, they're dogs. They're clearly feral dogs. You're getting me feral, Grayson. There's spit <laughs> coming out of my mouth. Please never say that again. I mean, did you see the spit? No. Oh, it happened. I'm sorry. I thought I had to address it. Nope. You could have just left that in silence. What? What? Feral. I think feral is a fair way to describe someone who is so incensed they're spitting, right? It's not a purely sexual thing. No, but in the context. Well, in the context, I switched the context. I put it in a new context. Okay. Didn't feel that way. Okay. Sorry about that. I am sorry about that. Speaking of feeling feral, Grayson, mm-hmm. you met a girl on Hinge? On Hinge. Okay. Okay, okay. Uh, tell us the story. Let us know. JC was terrible. Oh, but but on Hinge, everything seems so good on Hinge. I on Hinge, it was good. Yeah, we was, had good conversations. She's super pretty. Her pictures look so nice. Yeah, it was she off the like podcast nice when you told me about her originally. Mm-hmm. But this this girl, she used to have cancer is what you told me. She loves God. And that was about all I knew. Yeah, I mean, and then we texted for a good while. We mm-hmm. exchanged texts about each other. Exchanged Everything pleasantries, was going well. even. Pleasantries, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we planned to meet up. I went and met her at a Mandola's. Okay. Did but you not tell the Mandola's her you here, live? the Mandola's far away. Okay, okay, good, good, good. I didn't even know there was more than one. Yeah, there's like three or four. Okay, it's okay. literally listed on the cups. That's oh well. I, I've never really inspected the cups. I don't have one in my own home. Oh, I have several. 
I just haven't been enough to get a cup. I usually get water, cups of water there, which are not the, the take But then you never have a Mandola's cup. Well, I didn't know. I, I would have legitimately gotten a fountain drink if I knew I got to keep the cup. Yeah, of course you get to keep the cup. Sorry. Okay. Well, we met up. We met up uh, for lunch. Yes. Um, We show up. We, we hug. We say, hi. How's it going? You yeah. hug right off the bat. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then uh, we order. I pay for the food. We sit down. The food gets delivered. We're making conversation. We're probably there for about an hour. Okay. Um, not a single thing in common. But sometimes that can work. That's not necessarily a death sentence for a relationship, you know? It was like comedically disparate. How so? Can you describe this? To okay, me? so here's here's like one example. Okay. Um, somehow holidays got brought up and I mentioned, oh, I love Halloween. Halloween's like my favorite holiday. I love the whole dress up thing. Lame. Um, when was the last I, time you I dressed up for Halloween? Things. I love, uh, last year I dressed up as Indiana Jones Fuck. for stream. Now you're right. Um, I love spooky things. I love spooky movies. I love like weird little dark, not horror, but like, you know. Satanic. And you know what she says to me? A cult. What? Not only does she not like Halloween, she never celebrated Halloween growing up. Um, because she wasn't allowed to because of her parents. Well, because it's satanic. Well, of course. She was a, a, for everything I gathered from her hinge was that she was a very Christian girl. She's pretty Christian. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like I'm very Christian, but like I grew up with a pastor father, you know. Yeah. But, but I was allowed to celebrate. He's Halloween. not anti-Halloween, is he? No. Okay. If either of my parents were going to be, it was going to be my mom. Okay. Which I think is really funny. One of the dynamics that my brother and I didn't understand as a kid, but we now understand after, you know, years of being around, uh -huh. is that my mom would have a problem with something, but she wouldn't want to enforce rules. So she would tell my dad and my dad would have to be mm. like, okay, sorry, guys, no more of this. So dad's the bad guy. He's yeah. the hard ass. That was the idea. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, not only does she, did she never celebrate Halloween, was never into it, has no nostalgia for it, doesn't like spooky things. She doesn't like holidays in general. Not even Christmas? Nope. But what about Christ? I asked her, okay, well, do you have maybe like a favorite holiday? Like what holiday was it? New Year's, she says. Okay, that's a fun one. We're usually together with our friends on that one. Right. And then I ask her, well, what do you do for New Year's? Oh, I don't really do anything, but I could see myself doing something. You should have invited her to Orlando. <laughs> no. Oh. Uh. Um, when we talked about like TV shows and stuff... Um, it was like no overlap in any of our interests because um, I like animated stuff and I like um, like kind of spooky shows, of course. When you Did, for future hates animation, didn't watch cartoons growing up. When you say you like animated stuff, a bit more enunciation because for a second I thought you were going to say I like anime. Okay, no. <laughs> no. I was really worried. I was like Grayson, no, this isn't okay. Okay, okay. I okay. would never say that on a first date. Anyways, don't be ridiculous. That's great she, news. She, um, she did not watch cartoons growing up. At all. Okay. This doesn't sound like a her problem, though. This sounds no, like this a parent problem. Very bizarre parents, it seems. Okay. Very, um, I don't know, protective? Yeah. We'll go with protective. That's a nice word for it. But no overlap. Nothing in television shows. I ask her what movies she likes, because I like Lord of the Rings. I like Indiana Jones. I like um, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. She hates that movie. Really? Um, the only movies she likes are 90s rom-coms and Top Gun Maverick. Huh. When I brought up Secret Life of Walter Mitty, she said she hates it because it makes her feel um, kind of gross. It's like a super happy motivational movie. Is it the Hitler one? What? <laughs> okay, never mind. 
I thought there was a movie like that that takes place in Nazi Germany. Are you talking about Jojo's Bizarre? That's Not it. Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, I was about yeah, to say yeah. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. It's all the same. I don't know. Um, no, different movie. Okay. It's, uh, Jojo Rabbit was the New Zealand guy, Taika Waititi, as Hitler. Um, yeah, <laughs> Whoa. He, he plays Hitler. It's great. He directs. I thought he was a movie and, maker. Oh, okay, yeah, so he, he directs is. it and stars in it. So he as had a Hitler. real vision for that one. He really did. Okay. Uh, what's crazy is I have not read the book, um, but from everything I've heard, the book is not meant to be super comedic. It's a comedy movie. It's insane that he made that movie the way he made it and decided to play Hitler. It's just crazy. That's wild. It's outrageous. Okay. Um, back to what I was talking about, though. She doesn't like seeing Life of Walter Mitty um, because it makes her feel weird. Um, and, like, we get into that later. She doesn't like the feeling of nostalgia. Uh-huh. Because it just... I love nostalgia. I get well, nostalgia for things remember, I'm not... I shouldn't be nostalgic over. You really have to remember she grew <laughs> up with cancer. She did not grow up with cancer. When she have cancer? Now. She's actively in chemotherapy? No, not getting chemotherapy. Okay. So, but not, what's it called? Pediatric cancer. No, no. leukemia or whatever it is. No. Okay. That's good. But also, I don't blame her. She apparently must have had a miserable childhood not watching cartoons, That's not also celebrating fair. Halloween. There's not much I wouldn't be to nostalgic enjoy. about that either. Uh-huh. Yeah. But we're in the earlier stages of having nostalgia. You know, I mean, sure, but I get nostalgia over things like that. I have no relevant appreciation for just because it conveys a mood that reminds me of the past. Yeah, and I love it. I think nostalgia is great. But you can't again. That's not something I feel like I can be upset at her for being like, oh, I'm not huge into nostalgia. Maybe she's more of an in the moment person. She wants to appreciate uh, and enjoy she's what's not happening like, now. Isn't into nostalgia. She hates it. She like despises it. What does that mean? She just only gets the sad part of nostalgia and not the kind of like... Again, I, I can't put that on her. That just sounds like a sad result of her traumatic upbringing. No, that's fair. Okay. But it uh, is quite the, the wedge, you know? It's a downer. At really? Least. At minimum, it's a downer. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it was just... It was like a whole sequence of like comedically opposite things. How was she socially? She's very talkative, but okay. good in conversation. She was great to talk to. Yeah. Very nice girl. Uh-huh. Yeah. No complaints there. At one point, um, one of the people working there walks past us and she says to her, wow, that is a beautiful haircut. She has very short hair. Beautiful haircut. And as she's walking away, she turns back and says, are you two together? And um, she turns to her and says, no, no, no. This is actually our first date. And the lady working there says, oh, you just look like you should be together. And this was right after we had a sequence of things where it was like yeah. so obviously That's so funny. incompatible. It was yeah. hilarious. But so did the date go bad or was it just like kind of funny how much you didn't have in common? I mean, by the end of it, it was kind of just a mutual recognition of we're not really, we don't got a lot of overlap here. Yeah. Yeah. But even the fact that she was enjoyable socially and everything doesn't like the lack of interest is or lack of shared interests has turned into a lack of interest. I mean, it was kind of overwhelming, JC. Uh-huh. Are there other examples? Um, I'd have to, like, think and remember them, but so many. Uh-huh. It, it was sincerely bizarre that there could be two so polarly opposite people. Yeah. I mean, again, hers sounds like it's a lot of the 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 weird upbringing you yeah, know you can you can drag her out of you can fix her grayson is listen she um, seems happy she's living oh. her life i don't need to fix her so you want her to keep having cancer 
JC, why are you harping on about this? I wasn't even going to bring that up on the podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. I just, again, I knew two things about her prior to the date. And again, I thought she was past that. I thought this was a childhood thing. No. I didn't realize it was an actively battling thing. Yeah. That's crazy. It's wild. But she's killing it. No no chemotherapy. Right. That's I good. think it's like a form of cancer that can be removed surgically and stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you get into that on the first date? It seems like a nope. loaded topic. Okay. Did no, you get I... into it in the texting? Nope. How would you know the information then? Well, because uh, her hinge was on her, uh, her Instagram was on her hinge, and you can read the descriptions of the photos. Oh, and so, so she had stalking, like, talked about it in there. You know, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, do you so no real interest in seeing her again? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I because you were so excited. You, I was. We were certain this was the one, but I don't know how certain. That we're was, certain 100 percent. Right. yeah we i put a lot of money on this grayson i don't know you know it's this is really unfortunate i have a lot invested in this relationship so if she like texts me and is like super interested yeah in meeting up again then i oh, give okay, it another that's shot fair. just give because you were the one but, who had the initiative for the first date right or um, no. no well she kind really. of hinted at it and yeah. you actually like followed up on it mm-hmm. so Maybe you could do something like that where it's like, hey, like, let me know if you ever want to hang out again. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah, maybe for the best, even if she says, hey, you want to hang out again, you shouldn't, you know? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Back to Hinge? I guess so. Shit. Well, did you have any other dating apps ongoing? I mean, I still have the Tinder up. I just don't use it. Yeah. Have you considered switching back to actual um, usable photos on Tinder? No. Okay. Going to keep the profile as is? Well, because I use usable photos on Hinge. Yeah. That's fine. I understand. Tinder can be just the bizarre one. I do kind of want to redo the photos now that we have the generative AI thing figured out. Oh, because I feel like we can make way better photos. You're so right. You're so right. And... What the other day I got tar or I got an ad on Instagram for a new dating app, Grayson, probably based here in Austin. There are just so many of them, and you only match with one person a day. So that sounds terrible. I'm sorry. Um, we can give that one a shot. I forgot the name of it, but you know, wow, you got some options. It sounds like, yeah, I don't know. All my eggs were in this girl's basket. So this is this is tough. Um, how was Mandolos? I mean, it's delicious as always. That's good. Yeah. Same quality food as this location below you. Yeah, it didn't have quite the same vibe because it was in like a more typical retail location. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. It was like a strip mall. I mean, it was a nice strip mall, but yeah, kind of a strip okay, mall. Okay, okay, okay. Because it was still near a bunch of apartments. Yeah. And but yeah, it was more like a strip mall type of thing. Still nice. This makes sense. But not quite the. The vibe of the triangle mandolas. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Grayson, has anything else exciting happened in your week over over the past seven days aside from this unfortunate, unfortunate date? No. I mean, you cut cut my hair. hair. Yeah, that was pretty exciting. That's a good time with that. Yeah, we got a blueberry muffin milkshake soon thereafter. That was great. Yeah, my dad just got one today. He texted me, said, JC, it was great. Yeah, it's a good shake. So far, four people I know have tried it, including myself. All four have liked it. 
So it's a good shake. Yes, yes. I they they put the chunks. Of, I don't even, I don't even know if it's chunks of muffin in there, but like the the you know the crumbles they put on top of muffins, whatever mm-hmm. those are. Um. So, again, mass shout out to P. Terry's get a blueberry muffin milkshake. Uh, well, you can't actually. It's over. It's by the time this podcast comes out, August is is going to be finished. A Leo Gone. season. I think Leo season's actually already wrapped up, which is devastating. Truly, so. I don't really know what the point is. Um, you know, it's like, good to know that P. Terry's also celebrated Leo season by putting. They out did a great it shake. right, yeah, because yeah. I know they did the birthday shake back in July, and I guess that's to hit the early Leos. You know, the Leos in late July, mm-hmm. they get the birthday cake shake, right? And they're like, you know, the good Leos will give you blueberry muffin. Darn right. You know, because I would way rather if if it's my birthday and you say J. C. Would you rather a birthday cake or a blueberry muffin? with candles in it i'd say i'd rather a blueberry muffin me too a really large blueberry muffin absolutely like imagine a blueberry muffin the size of a typical wedding cake well that actually sounds kind of awful why well because i feel like the crust to breading ratio would be all off yeah i know you're right how about this how about this? how about just a bunch of muffin tops now that sounds pretty good yeah like a, a basket the size of a wedding cake full of muffin tops at that point why don't we just get a basket of muffins because the cake i thought we wanted more of the the top part of a muffin i thought we i mean for sure yeah that's the best part okay hear me out (laughs) Uh big old basket of you know muffin tops and then we can have a large bowl of not muffin tops muffin bottoms so if anyone wants them they're there but everyone knows you know what the real attraction is uh-huh yeah you know and if we run out we can refill the bowl we have a lot of muffin tops so there's surely just as many muffin bottoms somewhere right so that's kind of my thought for my next birthday uh-huh yeah or if you wanted to do another like joint birthday extravaganza we could probably work out all that kind of stuff for a bunch of blueberry muffin tops yeah Mm-hmm. yeah thoughts considerations i'd be up for it okay very good i like blueberry muffins very honestly though someone should be doing that shit for us it's leo's it would be leo season after all true and i just find it tough to have the motivation to do much of anything uh when it's not leo season you know i feel like it's a lot of just you know biding time waiting out the rest of the year until late july rolls back around i think most people are that way yeah it's kind of the highlight of the year yeah yeah, I understand that. Well, do you have any highlights from Leo's season as a whole, like kind of doing a retrospective or a recap of it? Episode 300 was great. Episode 300 was wonderful. Was it actually in Leo's season? Who knows? I'm doubtful, um, if I'm being honest, but it could have fit in at the very end there. Maybe. Maybe. Because today's got, the 30th. I got a cool blanket. The blanket was definitely during Leo's season. Mm-hmm. How are the plans to uh, mount that on your wall? Are those still underway? I thought about it's a it, big but I commitment. don't. Well, the I would do it over my bed, but I don't know how I can fit all three of those and the blanket is that worry. It makes sense. It makes sense. And you would want to keep the uh, documents that you currently have hanging over your bed there, like definitely over your bed. You wouldn't move them to somewhere else in your room. I could put them somewhere else in my room, but I'm, I kind of limited on spots where they fit. Well, my thought is you could put them on like, either that side piece over there or if this one over here on this side is longer i don't think it is i think your room's pretty symmetrical but if it's longer or wider you could move your diploma in the steven weezer covers 
and put those by the blanket because they're smaller and could fit more easily around it. Potentially. That makes sense. Yeah. But who's to say? Who's to say how that would all look? Your your declaration of independence and such are they're pretty large documents, you know? It's true. It's very true. Very, very true. And you also have that massive-ass canvas that has been untouched for a while now. I need to work on it. Yeah. Yeah, because it looks – you have the beginnings of an underpainting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which well, I'm going to actually have to redo. Why is that? Um, I changed the position of a bunch of stuff. This is really unfortunate. Yeah. Um, that's t- So you're going to have to start with a new canvas altogether or just on top of that one? Probably just on top. Okay, that's good. Very, very good, Gray the Gray. Um, also, I, I may have talked to you about this off the podcast, or it may have been Brandy that I told, but definitely not on the podcast. And I think it's really important because, as everyone knows, our dear sweet Stephen – has recently made the move to Austin, Texas, right? It's true. And one of his first days here, I visited him to drop off some furniture. And it was during that visit that he is locking his door to his apartment. And I look down and I see his keychain, Grayson. And do you know what I see? This is the Taiwan one? No, 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 no. I saw a Lick keychain, which we know he has. Mm-hmm. He has the Lick membership of, of the aforementioned ice cream shop that we love dearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a part of the Scoop Society, but I did a double take when I saw his keychain because I and then I, I reach for it, I grab it from him. Grayson, his lick keychain, his cow is smaller than ours, like notably smaller. Why? I don't know. It's like a smaller circle. Like if ours is, let's say, uh, what, maybe an inch across, his is maybe three quarters of an inch, if that. Like, he has a tiny lick keychain. I, I don't... What? Yeah. And theoretically, he got it from the same location we got ours. Because we got ours in San Antonio. Did he maybe order it online? I don't think so. But, like, my best guess is that Lick just, you know, got new manufacturers or just gets it from someplace. They don't really care that much. But it was, it was definitely smaller. So, I, I feel like... I'm happy I have the big one, though. Yeah, I like mine. Like, if I'm Steven in this situation, I feel like less of a man. You know? Size does matter. It does. And it definitely when they the see the society. Big, when they see the big keychains, yeah. they know to really pack those, you know, half pints. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. And, and like, let's say all three of us, now that we're all in Austin, surely we're going to be uh, prancing down the street together at some point. Prancing, of course. Yes, yes, and I know how the three of us like to prance. We do it with our keys jingling out of our pockets. And if the two of us are on either side of Steven and someone looks at us and they, they make eye contact with our keys, uh, they're going to notice immediately he's got a much smaller cow uh, at his waist. You know? Mm-hmm. And that's what I worry about for Steven. I think he should get a new one. Probably. A he should go in and one. ask for an exchange. You <laughs> really should. By the way, when I was at that drag show I mentioned earlier, uh, it was when I was there that I realized, oh, fuck, I don't have my keys. They're not in my pocket. Where yeah, are my keys? Yeah, that was crazy. A little crazy. But in that moment, I promised the thing I was saddest about was not my car key because I have an extra. It wasn't my apartment key. I can probably get an extra. It was the lick keychain because I thought to myself, fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm going to get a small one. (laughs) And thank God, though, when I got back to Brandy's car, it was just there in the seat. It fell out of my pocket when I stood up. Thank God. Okay. Um, So I have. I've been reunited with my original Lick keychain, but it was a tense time 
You know, I tried to enjoy the drag show as much as I could, but in the back of my mind, just, you were worried about Lick. Well, yeah, the vision of a future me with a small keychain really was racing. Yeah, and then I would have had to switch up the narrative and do so in a really false way and be like, oh, Grayson, you're so lame. You have a big keychain. It's probably so heavy. It probably weighs you down. Like, that's what I'd probably be saying right now. Right, yeah. So It's just so unwieldy. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, but I don't have to do that. Now I can say, look at my bigger, better one. Fuck you, Steven. Why'd Darn you right. move here? That's what I'll say. As is right. Yeah, thank you very much. I, I think I'm going to go to a convention with Steven. Uh, it's called Galaxy Con. It's Comic-Con, but worse. And I I asked my dad to see if he got any like free tickets from work because he works like for a bunch of TV stations here. One of them is in Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, he informed me yesterday, no tickets from his job. So... You're paying, what was it, $58? Something like that. And I'm going to guess Steven didn't include, you know, the tax. So I'm just rounding up to 60 if I'm being honest. And I, I I don't know if it was a podcast discussion or not, Grayson, but I just, I can't say no to this fucking convention because it's a really bad precedent to set. Right. It's just Steven's first thing he's reaching out to me about doing in Austin. You got to say yes. If I shoot him down now. I'll scar the poor boy. He'll never want to do anything again. again. Yeah, he'll seclude himself. He really will, and we can't have that. No, no. I believe today, by the way, this Wednesday we're recording the podcast, is Steven's first day actually in Austin, like for a full day, or maybe a second, because he left very soon after moving in. He, He booked it. He left town to help his sister move into college, which is not okay. He canceled no. his plans with us this past Friday. It was messed up. It's very messed up. It's very, very messed up, Grayson. So we live. We have to figure these things out. But GalaxyCon, I think this Sunday or something, it's terrifying. Because what, what am I going to do there? You know? I'm not paying to meet anyone. Right. Even if there was someone I did want to meet, if it wasn't like CM Punk, I'm not meeting them. Mm-hmm. You know, And if it were CM Punk, fuck, I'd pay. I'd pay however much money he's asking, but it's not him. In fact, CM Punk just got into an altercation with another wrestler this past weekend. <sighs> the son of Luke Perry, the actor from Riverdale. You know? Yep. God rest his soul. You know Luke Perry? No. Ah, fuck. He was like a heartthrob during, at least when my parents were young. You know? Like he was in, I, I don't know what he was in. I just know he was in Riverdale, so people our age also know him. But he died. He died in real life. And now his son's a wrestler. Previously known as Jungle Boy. Of course. You of know course. Everyone knows. So Yeah, I, I feel like I remember you talking about Jungle Boy. Of course. As, as, as I want to do. Uh, Grayson, I have sad news, though, about the world of professional wrestling. Oh, no. One of my favorite pro wrestlers from when I was little. Uh, he was a 36-year-old man. His name is Bray Wyatt. He was the eater of worlds. He used to lead a cult um, that that lived on a compound on a, a swamp in Louisiana. Like in lore or in real life? In lore. Okay. Uh, in real life, his name was Windham, and he passed away. He 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 had a heart attack last week, and he died. And now he's no longer with us. He's a former world champion. JC, the expression on your face and the way that you're saying that. 
makes this sound like a joke, like there's a punchline coming. No, he died. But there's no punchline, and I know there's no punchline. But you're looking at me with just eyes sparkling, as if you're building up to just a hilarious joke. The eyes aren't sparkling. The eyes are dead, as I'm still in denial. It doesn't feel real that Bray Wyatt's dead. I wish you were still alive. I cried a lot. JC, why are you saying it like that? I watched the, the tribute they did to him on SmackDown, and I sobbed. JC, that's really tragic, and I'm so sorry. After but why the are video you package, like that? they because every time like someone like really important in wrestling dies, mm-hmm. they do a ten bell salute. So they have everyone from the locker room, regardless of, like what stories are going on. Everyone comes out. It breaks character. They stand at the top of the stage. And they have a moment of silence, and they ring a bell, like the ring bell, ten times, right? <laughs> I was about to say, and then they play the national anthem, but that doesn't happen. <laughs> um, that'd be weird if that happened. They didn't play the national anthem, okay? But they played a video package where they, like, you know, went through his, like his whole career, which was a kind of short one. He only started wrestling when I was like eleven or twelve, you know, and. Then after the video, but he became like world champion multiple times in that short span. He fought The Undertaker, John Cena, and The Rock all at WrestleMania. You know, he's fighting very, very famous people. Um, After the video package, they panned across the whole stage of all the people standing there in silence after the bell tolled 10 times. And it goes to his rocking chair he used to sit in. And there's a spotlight on it. And it's just rocking back and forth with no one in it. It was so sad. So sad. So Bray Wyatt's no longer think- with us. At first, I thought he committed suicide. He didn't. Good to know. Well, I think that's good. I mean, it sucks either way. But he's like, no, doesn't had had like a pub, very public battles with like mental health and everything. So I just when he was announced dead, and then I was like real shaken up about it. And then it came out actually he had heart issues from COVID, and I thought, oh boy, that's good. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So, Bray Wyatt's no longer with us. Windham, that is. Mm-hmm. His dad went to Syracuse. <laughs> he was also a wrestler. Uh-huh. He he uh, dressed in suspenders and a red tie and had glasses on, and he was called Irwin R. Scheister, also known as IRS. Um, and he was a debt collector. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So do you think they did like a string or did they just have someone like push the rocking chair and like, like dodge off camera? <laughs> I'm going to guess, yeah, there was like a cameraman or like an extra who was like, because it was on st- like near the edge of the stage where the rocking chair was. So I imagine there was someone like down below the stage, that like reached his hand up and like pushed it real quick. And then like hit. And then ducked. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be my guess. Mm-hmm. You know, or it could have been his actual spirit possessing the chair in that moment probably that yeah no that makes more sense well because his his character in wrestling always leaned into the supernatural you see um his cult was led technically by him but more technically by a ghost lady named sister abigail so it could have been her as well right yeah it could always be her and we haven't even talked about the firefly funhouse nor shall we. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is so fucked up. This is really devastating stuff, Grayson. So what did the legacy of Bray Wyatt mean to you? JC, I don't 
I don't know if I've ever heard the name Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. I don't know if I've ever heard that name before today. Ah, that's unfortunate. Like even in conversation with you, I don't know if he's even come up. I mean, the name Bray Wyatt, to be fair, doesn't stick out that Pretty much. forgettable. Yeah. Compared to so many others. His name used to be Husky Harris. That was his first name in the company. And he said, I got the, 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 I'm, I'm a, I'm a, what the fuck was his catchphrase? He was a, he was really not great when he was Husky Harris, but he had a really lame catchphrase about being a tugboat with a Ferrari engine. That's what he was. He was a tugboat with a Ferrari engine. I don't know what that means. That sounds honestly kind of like a bad tugboat. Well, I, what does a tugboat even do? It, it, it's like a boat that'll pull larger boats along. Huh. Um, if like the larger boats engines and stuff will either give out or if it gets stuck somewhere or if the engines are too large to maneuver in a certain area, yeah. then you get a tugboat that pulls it. Now, can I make a guess and say that probably a tugboat's engine is already more much, str- much stronger. Yeah. than the engine of a, Ferrari. so it'd be an, a really useless tugboat. It sounds <laughs> like incredibly useless. Okay, well, good thing he wasn't Husky Harris after like a year or two. Uh-huh. He became Ray Wyatt, the eater of worlds. Um, and then the fiend. That's, that's really quite the rip <laughs> A really useless tugboat to the eater of worlds. That's, that's a really good transition, I feel like. A lot of growth as a character. <laughs> Truly. You know? And then his like last character before he like passed away was the fiend. Who was an actual mo- like he got like the most famous like uh, Hollywood like horror movie cosmetic guy uh, to design a mask for him, and so he was like this creepy motherfucker with dreadlocks, and he would come out and he would snap wrestlers' necks, um, and like use an actual mallet, and like was just everything he did. It all he also came out because Bray Wyatt the when he was a cult leader from louisiana he'd come out with just a lantern and he'd blow it out right and it would all go black but when the fiend came out for the first time he was holding a lantern of bray wyatt's decapitated head um and it was inside his mouth where the where the flame was it was quite pretty cool it was really cool it was very very cool the fiend was sick until goldberg beat him a 60 year old jewish man from texas (laughs) The name Goldberg really fits. <laughs> yeah. I bet odd. they didn't even mention the Jewish part. You just assumed. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> they just kept calling him a Texas man. He walks out. His name's Goldberg. Goldberg. He's, his son goes to school in Bernie, Texas, you know? Uh-huh. His son, I think I've talked to you about his son before, actually, this Goldberg fellow. Because Goldberg was big in the 90s. So he came back in like the 2010s because he was like, I want to be a real life superhero for my son. And his son was like 10 or 11 at the time. And so one time after Goldberg won, he dragged his kid into the ring from the front row. And like the kid's shirt almost fell off, right? But he, then he climbs up to the top turnbuckle all by himself, the kid, and just starts dabbing nonstop on live TV. <laughs> and now he's like this 17, 18-year-old, like ripped, shredded, like handsome dude. And it's like, what, where, what happened to this chubby weirdo who was dabbing? What happened to him? You know, that's a beautiful story. Thank that you. life right there, going from a chubby weirdo dabbing. It mirrors the transition that Husky Harris had into Truly. the theater of worlds. Yeah. Absolutely. So there's a lot of parallels that can be drawn there. See, this is why I'm such a big fan of pro wrestling. You know, just the lore runs so deep. There's a lot of analysis and deep diving that can be done. Right, yeah, of course. 
Yeah, we should try to set up an interview with Goldberg's son. I feel like that'd be actually doable. <laughs> you know? Why not? Yeah, like a few months ago, maybe it was a couple years ago at this point, but like in his current form of like shredded teenager, he got beat up by Brock Lesnar. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So Really weird of Brock Lesnar to beat up a teenager, but... But you have to understand he had beef with the Jewish man from Texas. Because of the Jewish part. I mean, Brock doesn't seem the most inclusive in the mm, world. That's he, tragic. Yeah, he likes hunting large animals and keeping to himself. <laughs> Which is about as full of a description as I can give of that man. Okay. Yeah. Wow. He has his own like seasoning for like meats if you want i i personally don't i probably couldn't get much use out of it i think you've described the most neo-nazi man <laughs> that you can without just outright saying he's no a don't worry he's bleach blonde and has no eyebrows and also has a giant dagger tattooed under his chin okay uh-huh uh, he also wears flannels a lot and suspenders the suspenders kind of detract from it a little bit but like he wears them in a masculine way not a hipster way you know like he wears them because he actually needs them to work on his farm like he is millions and millions of dollars from being a performer and athlete but he chooses to still just operate his farm full-time and just work to make the money and now then that's come back cool and just, that's the life he lives that's a good life mm -hmm. that's also sick. he's a profoundly ugly man and I think I probably have shown you photo. Do you know what Brock Lesnar looks like? I think so, yeah. Okay. His daughter, spitting image. <laughs> I believe we discussed this before, yeah. Uh -huh. Poor girl. Oh, because she followed me on Instagram when I was in college. That's why. Okay, okay, okay. Maya Lesnar, I think, was her name. So, shout out to her. Um, her dad's a monster, you know? But not Jewish and not from Texas. Nope. So that's what matters. Uh, Bray Wyatt, not a Jewish man, not from Texas. So all irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, it's really crazy that we got into this discussion. Yeah, I guess so. A little bit. Uh, I, maybe we can get into something a little more riveting, something that hits closer to home for you, Grayson. I don't have anything particularly riveting, but I can tell you about my new D&D &D character. Oh, okay. Um, so I have the D&D &D thing that I'm going to be doing with stream people. Yes. So Mac, Mouse, Hans joined. What? Yeah, Hans joined. Um, and then hash. Are you already, you already myself. do a D and D group with your people from work. This is correct. Now you're going to do one with your friends from, we the haven't internet. done the coworker one for like a few weeks now because of the whole wedding stuff and everything like that. It's just been hard. So even this week, we're still not doing it because, uh, sparks who normally hosts. He has another wedding that he's going to. So we won't even be doing that until next week. And I have no clue when we're doing the streamer one. Mm -hmm. Um, in part because streamer people are generally unreliable, but it's, at least the DM seems kind of on top of things. So that's mm -hmm. pretty good. Let's he has go. like a good sense of what he wants to do. He's planning things out. He has a vision. So at least that in terms of execution is just getting people to show up at the same time. Yeah. It's really the only hang up there, which is hard. Yeah. It's so hard. Is that basically as far as things have gone so far as we're waiting and Hans joined? That's a big part of it. Okay. He also gave us some information on how we can make the characters and things like that, but no date has been set, and I don't think most of us made our characters. I know Hans is playing a barbarian. Of um, course, naturally. naturally. Um, I told him about the barbarian you played that was a professional wrestler. I didn't even know I was a barbarian. 
JC, do you not remember that character? I remember my Tommy Wiseau character. I assume that's who it is, right? I think so. And he would just like challenge It was people. like my favorite character you ever did because you played a barbarian who was a professional wrestler. And so you were doing like charisma checks in the middle of every battle. I don't even like I don't remember this at all. Oh, it was such a funny like joke because you would go around and just challenge people, but then I don't think you expect your character to be that strong. So he would just he would just kind of lose and try and play it off really well. I thought, wasn't there like some like monetary incentive to me battling people or no? Well, I think the. There was like a rule change that we did because you can get like gambling sets, mm-hmm. be it like dice or cards or something like that, where you can gamble with random NPCs to try and make money. I think you I... just in, for just got rid of the gambling set. Oh, good. And just decided to make bets on it. That's good. Okay. It was great. I thought it was a fantastic character. Yeah, I remember that character, and I remember Anthony Cantu. Yeah. Uh, other than that, have we even played D and D since? I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, I was your bard or some shit for the one-off COVID thing we did. Oh, that yeah. That's when long. I made the Admiral the first time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if you recall, because that'll actually play into the character that I'm making for the um, streamer thing. You mean you're not going to seek inspiration from Steven uh, when we played Star Wars D&D with him? <laughs> no. <laughs> and no. become a sex robot? Um, okay. But yeah, I, I know Hans is playing a barbarian. I think Mac is going to do a fighter. I think Mouse will either be a cleric or um, a druid. I'm doing basically the same class I'm doing in my coworker campaign. Um, and there's a reason behind that. When I originally made the Admiral, and I don't know if you remember this, the idea behind the character was that, and I've, I've described this to you a few times, I think. The idea behind the character was he was delusional. He would just keep insisting that he was an admiral in the Queen's Navy, despite the Queen not existing, the country he was from not existing, having no real rank or like royal heritage. But he so firmly believed it that he would just posture himself that way and try and get through life based on a fictional delusion he had. Mm-hmm. And your bard would like reinforce the delusion and That's follow good. me around. And it was just left unclear as to whether or not your bard believed it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I thought that was a really fun character. Just the idea of playing a really uptight military man who was not in a military, had no rank. I think I know no... the name of the bard character. I think it was Pozzo. Because I, I remember, I, I think I have an image still saved on my phone that I occasionally scroll by of a drawing we did of what we thought he looked like. And I think it says Pozzo above him. Oh, boy. Yes. Okay. Well, you've been replaced with a goblin that follows the Admiral around called the Skipper. You would replace me. I'm sorry. Whatever. Um, but I took that character. I changed him from a paladin to a cleric, and that's the one I'm using in the coworker campaign. But... The issue is the um, DM wanted to use the Admiral to like push the plot along. And mm-hmm. so the Queen became real. The country became real. His rank became real. And so... That tanks the character's it creativity. Does. Well, it, it, it really changes the character. And so instead of playing it like um, he's a delusional person, yeah, I just play it as if... Um, like, obviously, he's a military man. But he's a military man with just a bizarre niche subset of skills and everything else... He is utterly just ignorant of. That's good. He has a really low intelligence score, so he just has no understanding of history, of culture, of language, of anything. But he will insist he understands it all. He's a good soldier. Of course. Yeah. Um, and so instead of the bit being he's delusional, he's not really an admiral, the bit is 
if he meets someone and you can't speak to them because they speak a different language, he'll just say, oh, no, I am actually fluent in whatever language. Mm -hmm. And then I, as the player, will just say gibberish. Okay. And by gibberish, I mean left boat Tuesday. Okay, so you're not doing just an obscenely racist Chinese accent? No. Okay, that's good. No, maybe that's I got to throw best. that in sometime. Maybe eventually. Just throw them off guard. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think it plays well. It's like a different character than I had made, but still a fun character. Well, I want to play the original Admiral closer to as intended. I took inspiration from my little icon since I already have a deer guy that's a soldier. You do. And I made a deer that got turned into a human, and he's trying to trick everyone into believing that he's a human. But it is a deer man? It's just a deer that became sentient. Does So he doesn't have human feet and hands? That I have, I'm undecided on. Okay. It'd be tough if he were just a four-legged deer. Right. That'd be real tough. That'd, I mean, it would make a challenge. It would make a challenge. But uh, I, I want a character that is trying to trick everyone into their delusion. So what, Have you seen all those news stories, though, about... Like that dude who paid thousands of dollars to become a real life dog. Because have you considered that he's trying to trick everyone and said that he is a deer, when in reality he's just living inside um, a taxidermy deer, and just sticking his hands out of it. <laughs> just cl <laughs> clearly a human. <laughs> That'd be very funny. But no. No. that'll be my next character okay. <laughs> very similar okay. but like just that. the reverse yeah well that would be really funny if this character dies I'll come back it's a bizarrely similar no character. they can't die they have to meet one day you know and it's be obscenely jealous of one another mm. it has mm -hmm. to happen Grayson um, but yeah I just I wanted a character that had a delusion and so he's gonna know he's a deer as but opposed really to the admiral who really believes mm -hmm. uh, he was an admiral from the Queen's Navy. The the deer's going to know he's a deer. He's just going to be trying to trick everyone to thinking he's just a regular guy. But ultimately, it's a really insecure deer. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. That's really sad. I wouldn't want to be a deer, personally. No. I, I was on TikTok the other day, and I typed in deer. Uh, there, oh, because there was like a... No, I didn't type in deer. I saw a video of a deer, a baby deer, jumping around a whole lot. And I clicked on whatever like was linked to like other videos with deers in it, and the very next video after this little baby deer jumping around all happy, was a man ten feet away from a bear chomping on a deer's neck as it screamed in pain. And the video went on for maybe five minutes. The internet's it, so cool. Just why is that allowed on TikTok? It had a lot of likes. And there was no punch like it it was just a real graphic footage. And the, oh I guess maybe the punchline was at one point because the deer was screaming its little heart out. It wanted to be saved. And at one point the man's like, I don't know what to do. I can't save you. I can't save you. And then like after three minutes, he's getting annoyed at the the, the, the deer screams. So when the deer screams at him, he just screams back and makes the same noise at the deer. It's just uncalled for. He's That's on his awful. way out of this planet, you know? You can just be kind to him. Instead, you just make deer noises back. It was sad. That's so awful. Yeah, I didn't like that. I saw. I clicked on it because I wanted to see more cute deer. It was a cute deer, just in a really unfortunate circumstance. So true. Yeah. So, that's cool and all. Yeah, my character is a person. Okay. Okay. That's 
that's wonderful, man. I'm so glad to hear that for you. I'm excited. Yeah. What I are, hope it actually happens. You don't know anything else about the other people's characters? <sighs> Not really. Um, Mouse, when she was making her character, originally made it as a cleric. But then we went on one of those like character designer things where it's the same website that I used to print my mini for the Admiral. Yeah. Um, and she just kept adding animals to it. And so I was like, do you want to maybe play a druid? Because the druids are the naturey ones who can like shapeshift in animals and have animal companions and like summon animals. Beast boy. This is huge. Yep. Isn't Beast Boy a shapeshifter? Yep. Is he not? Am I wrong? Is his name I mean, not he Beast is, Boy? Oh, thank God. Okay, okay. It's not quite. Damn. Okay. Well, no, I, I guess it is kind of a similar thing. If I wanted to be Druids Beast Boy shape. in D and D, what what class should I be? Probably a Druid. Probably. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's good then. This is very good. Um, Grayson. Mm-hmm. What I brought up as the riveting news to get you engaged in the podcast, uh, more engaged, was going to be uh, just a continuation of a story we'd previously covered here on Boy Oh Boy, going back to like our more journalistic roots. Uh, if you remember when I moved to Austin originally, I was going through a rough patch where I would go to HEB uh, for this period of like four or five months, and every time I'd go, the almond milk would have a new <laughs> box. <laughs> Okay. Uh huh. Just they would change the graphics on the almond milk cartons, and it was still HEB brand, and I didn't know why, but it changed a lot within a really short time span, and it's been consistent for about two years now. They've changed it again, but this time they've taken HEB off it entirely. They say it's like oh, like they they made up a fake like organic company name, but it says presented by heb or some shit like that you know um and so i was just i looked like a fucking dumbass in the almond milk aisle the other day as i stood there staring like where oh where is my almond milk with the heb logo on it there's just no heb logo on it anymore and that's what you get for drinking almond milk it's really good like again i i I, I've, i've described this before i can drink regular milk i do drink regular milk it's just not as good is the thing. Mm-mm. You're just wrong. I'm not wrong. You got to get yourself a big glass of whole milk. Especially not. I don't think I even enjoy whole milk because my family never even got that. We would get 2% my entire life. That's what I got growing up. Yeah. And then I realized the error of my ways. I'm sorry about that, man. But whole milk. Isn't whole milk supposed to be like really unhealthy for you too? Well, you know, what is health? I mean, it's a good point. Do you feel happy, healthy, strong, and bold? Right okay, now, let's go no. one by one. Do you feel happy? Eh. Healthy? Not particularly. I've, I've been sick for a few days. Strong. So strong. That's good. Bold? No. Huh. It's a work, We're all works in progress. We you know what would improve week. all of those things, though? What's that? Tall glass of milk. Whole milk. Whole milk. Whole milk, baby. That makes sense, Grayson. Well, don't be tricked. If you go to HEB and they change the, the, the graphics on the regular milk, just... Well, there's not normally a ton of graphics. Be mindful. I mean, I guess not. It's a little sticker. It says 2% on it for the yeah. one I get, uh, or I guess used to get. They're pretty straightforward. It makes sense. It does make sense. Uh, What's it called? Grayson, I, I talked to you a little bit about this off the podcast within the past couple weeks because last week was we had more important things to focus on than our personal lives 
And I really don't feel like going over the entire story again, but just a future JC is ever listening to this podcast. I want him to have this marker of this thing happening mm-hmm. like around this period of time. And that is, I got this tattoo on my right forearm from this Korean tattoo artist. And there was just, there was a random stranger there doing cocaine in the bathroom of this guy's house. And he was weird and he would only call women bitches. And it was a really weird, bad experience. Um, but great tattoo artist. So, but th- just, I'd... I'm really glad that this is the part where you were like, ah, you know, I'm just going to throw this in because I don't know if we should have it in the podcast. But the. <laughs> The packaging for the almond milk, that was a necessary segment. No, listen, I just feel like we've talked about, we haven't talked, the, the almond milk conversation, one, exhilarating, two, untapped. We haven't talked about it yet. We've talked about the tattoo stuff, and at this point, it was weeks ago. The almond milk thing is fresh, okay? This is in the past few days, okay? The tattoo that I got was like two weeks ago now, over two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, you know? Or something like that. Maybe a week and a half. Same deal. And so, it's just... I. What do you want me to say? A, a dude wandered out midway through my tattoo, went into the restroom, started snorting cocaine, obviously, by the sounds of the snorting. And also the fact my tattoo artist said that he had been on a coke bender the night before. And then, after I hear the snorting sounds, the guy dips his head out from the restroom and says, Can you get me a paper towel? And then the tattoo artist says, Why? Because, you know, he's in the middle of doing something. Uh, namely tattooing me, marking my body indelibly. Uh, and he says, cuz, and he walks out, and there's just blood gushing from one of his nostrils. Okay? So there's... Yeah, that would have been all good that. to include, yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, he just was re- like not didn't speak great about women. You know, he sounded like a lonely guy, but who fills that void of loneliness with a lot of sex and drugs and fancy restaurants and DMing models on Instagram, you know, and good for him. Yeah. So that's about it. What about you? I haven't met a cocaine tattoo artist. Who's a douche yet. Ah. You done any Coke? Not quite. Want to. Not really. Me neither. It's more of a heart thing for me though. You know, the ethics of it, the consequences of it, the chance of addiction. Eh. Yeah. I mean, because let's say you do get addicted. Before the wheels fall off, it's probably a great time. Yeah, for sure. But that's it's a short window before those wheels fall off. But again, in the process of them coming off and getting a little loose, probably feels great. I mean, it's turned out great for Hunter Biden, so... I feel like he's still killing it. That's what I'm saying. You know, yeah, so... Maybe there is more long-term success than we're giving credit, Grayson. It's true. Uh, maybe there is. Did you see that video of Mitch McConnell from like yesterday? From yesterday? No. Maybe it was a couple days ago. Anything in the past week regarding Mitch McConnell? Have in you the past seen? week? No. I remember a couple weeks ago, maybe like three weeks ago, uh-huh. he was doing a press conference where he just stopped moving and stared absently into the distance. And then he had to be like shuffled off by his interns. Okay, I think the same thing may have happened again. Because <laughs> that's the exact video I saw, but it was breaking news when I saw it. <laughs> so, Poor guy's just freezing up. And I, I guess I didn't see him get shuffled off, but I saw them ask him questions, and then he just uh, <laughs> went silent, and a couple people came up to him, 
made sure he was okay and he couldn't do anything. And then they just started taking more questions. Yeah. So he didn't leave the stage. They just let him stand there and, again, took more questions from the crowd. So I don't really Poor know. Poor Mitch McConnell. He's, he's on his way out. Very clearly. Does he have to? He can step down, right? Um, I mean, hypothetically, but it's going to leave a power vacuum over in the Senate. Because what is he? Is he like the... the Who's the he's party the Senate in charge minority over there? leader? Oh, minority. So he's not even that important. Well, he was also in the past the majority leader. It just flips back and forth, you know. Yeah, but right now, if he steps down, it's probably less influential than if he were majority leader, right? I mean, I guess, but it's still like a huge power vacuum, and he has always been a hardline Republican establishment kind of toe the line type of guy. Mm-hmm. The Republican Party will want to have someone else like that, Ted. And with how hard it was to get McCarthy in the House selected, the odds of them finding someone like that in the Senate is really slim. Okay. So what happened with McCarthy was he wanted to become Speaker of the House. Um, but he had to kind of walk this middle path between the hardline like party Republicans and then the more dramatic far-right Marjorie Taylor Greene types that did not like him very much. And eventually he won over just enough to become speaker mm-hmm. by making a bunch of like concessions. And then he did not fulfill the things that he said he was going to do. So there was a chance that he was going to lose the speakership, but he hasn't lost it yet. So who knows? How would they replace the minority Senate leader? Well, it's like a party thing. Okay. but So within the members of that party mm-hmm. that are the minority... So we have a two-party system. But it would just be all the other senators there, right? Uh, It would be all the other Republican senators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. But so they get to choose. They vote among themselves. Right. Okay. So that's a cute little way of doing it. Kind of. Yeah. But uh, it's hard. Yeah. It's not good. That makes sense. That makes sense. I I did. I I went back and I saw some of the last Republican primary debate. Um, You know, the one that uh, Trump chose to just go on Tucker instead of. Mm Mm-hmm. And I remember you bringing up to me when I got my hair cut that one dude, Vivek or whatever, mm-hmm. Ramaswamy. Mm-hmm. And oh boy, does he stand out. Um, I've Some of the standouts for me is when he just s- straight up said that climate change wasn't real. And I think like the crowd like applauded and everything. That was a crazy moment. But also when one of the questions was, like who here, if Trump is convicted and wins the presidency, who here would, what I forget what the fucking term is, but like accept it or like, what's it called when you acknowledge you've lost the race? Concede. Concede. Yeah, like would you concede to Trump or some shit like that? Um, and he was the only person who raised his hand at first, but immediately when he did, there's just like raucous applause and, and cheers. And then you see everyone else dart up their hand. I saw that. That's yeah, ridiculous. That's hilarious. Oh my god. Uh, I saw Big Fat Chris Christie. He had a moment, but I forget what it was. But he had a good moment, I think. What the fuck was his moment? We need Trump back on that debate stage we so we do. can get new nicknames. Yeah. Okay, because it's not fair that we only have Big Fat as a nickname. Okay. We need other people with nicknames. Well, it's Ron DeSanctimonious. Oh, that's so true. Okay. Um, I think that's kind of it. Fuck. The rest of them aren't really particularly relevant. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, there's the the girl Nikki Haley. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. And then there's the the, the 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 one we were just talking about. Vic Ramaswamy. They need nicknames. Not really. They need them. I mean, they're not real contenders. Was Little Marco? <laughs> was Big Fat Chris Christie? I, I know Low Energy name. Jeb was a real contender, but oh, that was sure. early on. Lion Ted, he I guess he was a contender too at a point. Am I missing any? Uh, they really all did have nicknames though. He was really on top of his game back That's in 2016. Crazy. Yeah, but yeah, I mean he has he the the thing with Trump is he's not really running against any of them. Him getting the nomination is kind of a foregone conclusion. <sighs> I guess. I guess, but he could still just make fun of them. That'd be I mean, cool. he could, yeah. No, that'd be great. You know, but it's fine. It's whatever. Grayson, are you excited for the next round of Trump Biden debates? <laughs> How could there possibly be a next round? Both of them are older <laughs> than Bill Clinton, who was president more than 20 years ago. Aren't they both older than any president ever before them? If they were to get elected, I think both of them would be the oldest. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Well, I mean, they'll figure it out, you know? They like well, cuz the only moment I even remember from the last debates they did wasn't even their debate. It was the VP one when the fly was on Pence's head. <sighs> that was bizarre. Yeah. Um no, I, I just I don't know how Biden could show up to a debate. Like how we would physically be able to stand on a stage for that long? Yeah. Mm. No, I don't. Because like Mitch McConnell's going, Biden's going, Sarah Palin was going, Sarah Palin, gone. Physically? <laughs> really? She's so out of it. Like she, like she. Not in like this to the same extent as like Biden, but uh-huh. still very much. I thought though. she was like a younger person, like not in her like seventies at least. Is she an older girl, older lady? Who are you thinking of? The annoying uh, person that was supposed to be the VP, but then they lost. Under McCain. Yes, I think right. Right. What what name did I say? Sarah Palin. Oh, that might be Sarah Palin. Who am I thinking of? I don't know. Nancy Pelosi? Oh, yeah. That's she's right. fucked. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm glad I... <laughs> no, you're I spot thought... on. I, I was just losing my mind there for a second. I'm going too. This is unfortunate, Grace, and this is really, really sad. Yeah, Pelosi's sad. on the way out, poor lady. Fuck. Well, at least she's living her life, having a great time at the beach. Making millions. You know? Yeah, I saw a photo of her on my Instagram the other day, but it was like marked with like a, this post might be edited, photo edited to be untrue about this public figure. And I hit reveal because I had no clue what it was. It was from like some comedian I follow. And it was her just with her breasts so large, so unbelievably large. And I said, okay, I understand why Instagram gave me a warning now about it being false. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. So shouts out to all these people who are falling apart at the seams. Grayson, we need to keep our seams together, okay? We can't let them fall apart. So I think in order to do that, we should ride off into the sunset now. How do you feel about that? I could go for some lick ice cream. Okay, let's go ahead and do it. We'll be back next week with more Boy Oh Boy. Goodbye, everybody. Adios!
cowboy.